this is Eric Pingus with Basketball Insiders and Bleacher Report. You're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. My name's Kobe. Today I've got a couple of my favorite sports NFT guys with me. They're on our Discord and we talk a lot of NFL all day, but today is not about that. Today is actually about a different sports NFT platform and that's so rare NBA. They've been killing it in the football space for quite some time. And for those of us on this side of the pond, I'm talking soccer, but they've also added so rare MLB and they've added so rare NBA. And that just happened last week. So it's a brand new platform. And all three of us have gone through the onboarding process. Two of us, myself included, have only gotten involved with so rare, so rare this past week. One of us happened today, but the third member here has actually been on the platform for over eight months. So he's going to be able to a little more information on what it's like to actually participate in the SoRare platforms. But we're going to begin with who we got with this. And first of all, we got someone you recognize, and that's Kenny. Kenny, how's it going? Yeah, buddy. Kenny here. You could, my Discord name is Yeah, buddy, uh, 84 on, um, on all day. And today we also have a brand new guy with us. We got Terry. Terry, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on. Discord is Terry H., and uh, you can find me on that handle. Now, today we're talking So Rare NBA. And Kenny actually onboarded earlier today. So I said, go ahead, get yourself in and acclimatize to ask him to hook up to So Rare NBA. But it's Kenny. So he hooked up on all three. And we're going to get his opinion specifically, of course, of So Rare NBA and, and what it was like to onboard on that platform. Kenny? Uh, yeah. Um, thanks for... Uh have me on Kobe. so yeah on border on the nba and football and also mlb i like the nba so rare platform i think it's uh it's it's different it's different than um top shot okay and the various ways and for me what's gotten me so excited and and got my tail wagging here is that on the nba side of things this gives you a ton of options to be more competitive in the space it gives you a lot of outlets. It's fun. You're competing every day. There's tournaments. I love that. There's a lot of things that this offers. And you actually have to do your due diligence in order to, to be successful and actually win some rewards here. It's very competitive. And uh, like my first days on the platform, and I'm already hooked on it. It's a little bit, I wouldn't say tricky, but you got to put some work into it. Once you figure this out, you can easily get hooked onto this. And I, I think, Kobe, I think you're right. I, this is really going to give Top Shot a run for 20 or even surpass it because of what the options that they add for it. This is great. Yeah, I, I think personally, when I went on the platform, first of all, the onboarding process was awesome in that it doesn't cost you a cent. And by the time you're done it, you've got 20 digital playing cards to start assembling rosters with and you didn't spend a dime. 
So that, that was kind of cool to begin with. And the fact that you're just sort of getting these sort of like, it's like cracking a pack really, but you're getting these reveals of a number of players completely random, except one you get to pick at the beginning. That was a fun start. So I, I like that about it. It's very inviting when you first get on. Then when you start looking a little more in depth, you're right, Kenny, there's a lot more that goes into it. This isn't the kind of platform where you could just sort of hop on and maybe Google the top 10 players in the NBA, open your wallet, buy those players and think you're going to win. doesn't work that way. There's a lot more to it because it uses a, a cap system similar to DraftKings where you only have so many points to spend to put your rosters together. So it does take some work. It does take some knowledge. And it's going to appeal to real diehard sports fans for sure. Oh, yeah. Terry, what was it like for you? Well, I enjoyed uh, the onboarding process as well. It's always good to be able to pick your lead player, your star. That way you can choose who you want to build your team around. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good way to uh, embrace getting started. 100%, man. 100%. That actually reminded me. I got into NBA Top Shot really late, just kind of get a feel for the Dapper Labs platform at the time. But when I got in is when they introduced those um, Durant packs, mm, right? They mm -hmm. had the Kevin Durant yeah. bonus pack where you'd get three random commons plus a Kevin Durant. So right, right. that gave me the option to purchase a pack that at least gave me a Kevin Durant. So I got some kind of star to start with. The problem with that was that it was available to every new player so yeah, you end up yeah. with this ridiculous number of kevin durant's out there which kind of ruined it <laughs> and and keep mind almost 60 yeah yeah and keep in mind you're also spending money at that time right that's costing you Correct. to onboard whereas with the soware platform it was absolutely free and and we'll get into why but for each of us you could tell there was a lot of excitement from day one right kenny absolutely i mean yeah i'm so excited about it and just so we're clear here, obviously in, in, in Top Shot, you get a moment. It's actually uh, a clip, right? A, a, an eight-second clip or whatever the case is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to be clear, these are not clips. It's an actual picture of a basketball player, and that's it. It's just how you utilize that particular moment moving yeah, forward. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not even an action picture. It's a mugshot. It's a mugshot, pretty right, much, right. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I do like uh, the scarcity of how things are and how it's designed, how it's set up. It really is set up in a way that it gets your juices flowing and gets your competitive spirit going. Now you're, you're competing against other people. There's a there's a huge platform. You can see your competitors. There's tournaments. There's uh, the setup of how you do it. They have it set up for for everybody. If you're a beginner or novice, you know you don't really have to dive into it and start going head to toe to toe with everybody. There's it's categorized for you. I kind of like that as well. Well, okay, as a beginner, which both Kenny and I are, you can play the game for absolutely free. Yeah, you don't ever have to spend a red cent if you don't want to, and you can actually win valuable NFTs by doing so. Again, we'll. We'll get into that in a future date, but I want to talk to the scarcity. You mentioned scarcity, Kenny. Yeah. Terry, I've got a, I'm looking at manager sales right now. Okay. And mm -hmm. on Sower okay. NBA, and I've got it limited down to just limited cards. Now, for those of you, a limited card is basically their equivalent of a common. Correct. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm looking at Jaden Ivey here and 
he's for sale for $149.41. Now, this is a common, okay? Now, mm-hmm. currently, you got to look at this. So he's currently the number four of 5,000. This is number okay. four of 5,000. Now, why is that, Terry? Why is the number so low and why is the price so high? Well, in the beginning, people on SoRare feel that the high numbers are going to have collectible value. So you're going to see really high prices for number one. And then following that, you're going to see uh, very high prices for probably the top 10 as people are competing to get that low, very low serial number to really hold on to as a collectible because there's no advantage of having that low of a serial in terms of its gameplay. There's no bonuses. There's nothing um, that determines your card number, but uh, other than that you want to have the very first, and this is also the very first year. As you see at the bottom strip of the so rare card, this particular year and this particular year only, you're going to have year one of the so rare NBA platform. And that's going to be an important collectible down the line. And people want to have one of one for of LeBron James, a Giannis, almost all NBA players that are star value for that collectability. Okay. And when I'm looking down the line here, it's like everything I see for sale is a low number. Can you explain why that is right now? Yes, because the low numbers have been the ones that have been put on the auction. And so we've only started. And so we're going through all of the star players. And so they basically want to get the these types of cards, the big cards, the big money cards out there right away. It gives so rare profitability and it gets those big cards in the hands of the collectors. Okay, so we were talking a bit before we started the recording, and Terry had clued us in to, depending on how popular a player is on any of the SoRare platforms, they won't necessarily mint it to its maximum. So on SoRare NBA, a limited is up to 5,000, but... Correct. One of the reasons why we're seeing, why I see all these different low numbers on the marketplace is because they begin the mint at one, then two, then three. They release these cards for auction. They are not opened in packs, and they're released consecutively. And you have to bid on them. Right? At some point, they stop. Well, they're slowed down. They, they, yeah, they're slowed down. They won't, you, you, you know, we see them every day where there's auctions of players. Once we get past about uh, 75 cards per player, we'll start to see a slowdown in terms of what's happening on the auction house. Okay. And that's key, guys. I wanted to interrupt right there because that's the difference versus so rare and top shot. They're not oversaturating the market. Correct. And and it's not random. That's the other thing too, right? It's not it's, random. Yes. It's not <laughs> random. It's not it's not you open a pack and you got number whatever, you know. Fifty nine thousand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> on, on NBA Top Shots case, yes. But I mean, <laughs> even even with something like NFL All Day, right? You open a common and you get number 7,890. In this case, you're not opening packs. It's not random. Basically, you're on their little auction house and they release card by card and they're consecutively released. Correct. But when they des- decide to release a new player, it begins at one. And if you want to get that Correct. one, you got to pay up during the auction house or wait for it to go on sale privately if you're after it yes on the secondary market 
yeah, you get to kind of determine how much you're willing to spend in the beginning for any for any particular player. And putting your team together. You have you have to have a budget. Uh, otherwise, you know, you can get caught up in uh, the basically the bidding on the auction house, which is easy to do, and uh, it can get away from you. So you really need to watch your spending and have a kind of a strategy and a budget heading into uh, any of the SoRare platforms. Okay, Kenny, do you have your SoRare NBA up? Go to your, your cards, like your roster. Okay, all right, my roster, we're here. Okay, so I know, I looked at some of the actual limited tournaments that you can enter, and one of the limited tournaments I looked at, the most basic one, had a cap of 110 points. So, Kenny, who are your three favorite players and what are their point values on your roster? All right. So I have Jay Morant. How many points? Jay Morant is 54. So that's half the value. It's half the value. But yeah, so that's 54 points for Jay Morant. Your second favorite player? My second favorite player right here is RJ Barrett at 31. Oh, okay. So we're at 85, the third? 85. Yeah. <laughs> right. And your third favorite? And then my third favorite guy I got right here is Lugots Dort at 34. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're at about 119. You're over. Okay. And, and all of the rosters are five person rosters, right, Terry? Yes. Yes. Okay, so this is where the parity comes in, right? This is where the knowledge comes in because right there, Kenny's got his three favorite guys. He can't put them in a team together. Nope. For a tournament like that, if you're actually purchasing limited, like you're actually purchasing NFTs to build a a roster, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, you can't just go and buy your favorite players. You really can't. Right, right, (laughs) right. right. You got to look at it. Real strategically and say to yourself, well, there's 110 points. I need five rostered positions. So that means roughly, what, 22 points probably... per player. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so you got to look at it like, do I want to put one superstar in there and a couple of nobodies? Do I want to put just a couple of bench players on it that don't get much, but maybe they can spike? Kobe, technically, you're going to have to put, you're talking – Pretty much four nobodies or two, uh, three nobodies and two superstars. If you want to actually be competitive, because most of yeah, these guys, two superstars, two superstars, and the rest have to be bench warmers. Based <laughs> on the point values, on the, I have twenty cards here, and most of my guys are in the thirties and twenty, twenty-five or higher. That, that's crazy, right? So you really got to dig deep, and I, I love that about the game because. That's something that NBA Top Shot doesn't have. NBA Top Shot, you crack a pack, and there are certain players, their names pop up. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but when you see them, you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Because you know they're worthless, right? They're absolutely worthless. Yeah, well, you can. Like, if you get a Cade York and two Jamal Williams. No, don't throw out any names. Don't throw out any names. (laughs) Right? I I can't help myself. If you get that fringe NBA player, yeah, it's worthless. That it's worthless. fringe NBA player, you can't even sell it. It doesn't matter that it's a moment. It doesn't matter if it's an, you know, an awesome dunk or something. If it's a, a player that no one gives a shit about, it's worthless, right? But in this case, right. that player could be worth something because it helps you fill out a roster, right? Right. That's, right. that's the player where it's like, oh, I only, I only got 10 points left or nine points left. Oh, great. This guy's only worth eight. I'll throw him in. 
Now I have a workable <laughs> roster. And, and if he even gets me, you know, 10 points, he's he's hit above his weight class. Right. Right. Because it's just like DraftKings. Okay. So anyone who's played DraftKings, this is basically when you're when you're playing DraftKings, what you're looking for is for a player to basically hit above their weight. Right. So if a player is expected to get 50 points and they get 55, you scored because it only costs you 50 to put in. Mm-hmm. And that's where the risk even comes in playing a superstar. If you play a superstar, he better show up because if he doesn't, your entire roster just got burned. Right? Like, like, right, right, right. Yes. right. Yeah. Well, one of the things that So Rare has done, and you can look at your cards and see this, is that you notice if you if you click on the uh, the player, uh, you can see the number of games they have in a particular game week. Yeah. Now. In all sports games, those scores are aggregate. They add them up, and that's your total for that particular one game, two games, or three games. In so rare basketball, you're only going to be able to choose the top score. So if you have three games, you're only one of those games is going to post your best games. So in the beginning, day oh. one, you can basically reset that player value games two and three, and then the best one of the three, the best one of the two is used for your score. So this way there's more strategy and you won't be able to know where you're at because players are going to be reset as they have games. So it's going to be watching the NBA, watching, you know, um, you know, the stats because players, because you have that opportunity to reset, it's not going to be just an aggregate total of what you have for that game week. Right. Based on the stats per game. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because the one thing that's kept me away from something like, like fantasy baseball or fantasy basketball, the reason I don't play those fantasy sports is because it's always aggregate, right? It always adds up. Right. Which means you're constantly checking to see which player has the most games. Like you're constantly doing that. And right, it becomes right. an irritation. Whereas here, whether they play one game or three games, they're only getting one score. The advantage to the three games is you're taking the best score. So that's right. where a cheaper player might be a worthwhile investment if they have multiple games because it gives them more opportunities to beat their 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 low value, basically. Also, with injuries, you're going to need those type of players as we get into the season. You're going to have injuries. And also... Don't forget about matchups. If you're playing Oklahoma City or Houston versus Milwaukee or um, Philadelphia, you're going to want to align your roster uh, to take advantage of those players. And so you might play a player on your bench thinking that they're playing uh, Oklahoma City where you have somebody that you like is playing Milwaukee. Uh, you may choose that player with because so rare goes two games per week. Monday through Thursday is one game week. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the second game week. So you have two opportunities to win rewards and reset your lineups. <laughs> this is like the throwing throwing people under the bus. <laughs> episode because now, now he's throwing whole teams <laughs> out of the bus <laughs> where this is really the value is the calculation and and and, and the planning and, and and this becomes a thing like you know you have to really it's fun it becomes something where you know you can engage in it it's a great hobby in my opinion it's money ball buddy it's money ball that's what it is yeah it's money ball basically it's money ball yeah that is a great analogy for story that's spot on 
Yeah, I, I love it already. I haven't, I haven't had one week yet, and I love it already just because I love that kind of analysis. Well, and also you have to think, you know, this is for somebody who's a little bit more competitive and someone who has to think about, like you said, you know, you have to dig deep in who's a, a good seventh man, who's playing well and, and in their form, who's a good guy who you can get at a low value. Because like we talked about, the, the value of the player changes every 10 games. Now, DNPs don't count. So if your player is injured or if your player is sat for a couple of games, that doesn't count over their 10 game period. Okay. So your rosters are going to be, your player values are going to be set basically if they're in form, if they're injured, if they're playing well, it's going to change every 10 games, not necessarily drastically, but, um, you know, it will adjust itself, especially in the beginning as we start to play more and more games. Okay. Right. And that determines the value of the moment, too, right? Correct. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. So hold on. So, Kenny, you were on NBA Top Shot, correct? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How how much did you put in enemy top shot? Like how many moments did you have? Oh God! In and out of top shot for the first three months. I bought a pack. They did pack drops like every two days, and I was buying <laughs> pack drops. It was ridiculous. Yeah, man, they were dropping packs like that, brother. I mean, it was crazy. Probably 200, 300 moments buying, selling, and buying, selling, and then got to the point where I was three months in and I realized that there was no end to this and it was getting too oversaturated. I, I kind of saw the bigger picture, you know, and I kind of, you know, for me, I just, I said, I'm out. I'll wait for football. Okay. So you were a significant investor. That's a significant investment. I would say four grand, five grand. Okay. Terry, how about you? I still have 254 moments. Um, on top shot. I haven't liquidated and I'm waiting to see, um, just basically what they're going to do. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's my question, right? Because I, people are going to wonder whether or not this is going to spell the end of NBA Top Shot. And first of all, they're two very different things. These are digital playing cards, basically, on a DFS system is perfect way of putting it. And then Top Shot is actual moments from actual NBA games. And it's more of a challenge and collectible so they're very different but at the same time there's only so much money to go around in each person's wallet and everyone does look at the end value at some point right it's what am i going to get back from this eventually now the hope with top shot is that the collectible becomes something that's very sought after but the problem they put themselves in is they oversaturate with the number of individual moments they've minted so that's their problem. Not to mention, we're not talking about the sharpest tools in the shed when you're talking about the NBA Top Shot team. Like they've not done things well, to put it mildly. <laughs> okay. And then on the opposite side, you've got So Rare. They're just getting into the NBA space. They've done very well on the football or soccer side of things. But Terry's pointed out that they screwed up themselves there too. What did they do wrong when it came to So Rare football, Terry? 
Well, in terms of trying to get whales and investors on the platform, they basically allowed them to have no cap, uh, allowed them to have a free reign of spending, uh, which basically has shot up the market and basically have made it very difficult to compete and very difficult to, for new users to come on the platform. And that's why some of the changes were made for NBA top or so rare NBA. Okay. So they, that's like real football. So basically, basically you got a bunch of people who are like PSG or Bayern Munich with yeah, exactly. endless wallets that are just buying the best players and beating everybody. That's what's happening. Exactly. Okay. So it makes it very resistant for people to get in. Like I've already looked at it and I agree with you. I, I studied it a bit because I, I love soccer. Okay. I love soccer. I played semi-professional soccer. I played in Europe. I'm dialed in when it comes to soccer, but I agree with you. When you look at the winning rosters, because you can look back and check all the different winning weeks and stuff, they are stacked. And I look at the values of those rosters and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> unless, I wanna, exactly. unless I want to sell a car, I'm, I'm not going to build a <laughs> roster like that. So there, exactly. there's, there's a serious block to entry, but and at the same time, you can play for free. Okay, so this, this is the saving grace, I think, of this platform. I will go deep on the so rare football side, but I will only use the commons that were provided to you and train them up and build my roster and play for free and hope to win valuable items that way. So that's where they got me there. I will not spend a red cent probably on so rare football. No. But, but on SoRare NBA, I look at the values, and I think they're a little bit all over the place right now because it's so new. So I, I don't 100% trust it yet. But I love the fact that they have the cap system, which means you can possibly assemble a roster that doesn't cost you that much money that can beat any other roster on any given day because it's all about players exceeding their potential. But let me Correct. ask you a question, guys, real quick, because we're trying to compare SoRare to obviously Top Shot. Mm -hmm. Do you see SoRare as an NFT? Or more of like of a game. So uh, I'll answer first, Terry. Then you come after me. I'll, okay. I see so rare as the NBA version of Rumble, of OTM Rumble. Okay, that okay. that's what it looks like to me. So you are using NFTs to play a fantasy game that you can win. In this case, more NFTs or even money at very similar to Rumble. So that's something we haven't talked about yet. As far as what are the what are the um, what are you winning? What are the prizes, you know? So it, it all depends on which category you enter, but some categories will allow you to win more valuable NFT players. Certain categories allow you to win flat out cash, right? Now it's okay. all in, it's all in crypto, but whatever, it's cash, right? That's that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So and the nice thing about the the way they distribute the money is it's not a it's not a um, prize pool. It's more of a threshold. So what they yeah, do in that case, yes. yeah. So what they do in that case is if your team breaks a certain number of points, you win a certain amount of money. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, ETH. You actually win ETH, which is yeah. you know comparable to yeah to it's fiat. Crypto. It's crypto. Uh, now, right, right. Now getting back to your question, uh, Kenny, you make up a good point about NFTs. Uh, is so rare really an NFT? And onboarding the platform and allowing people to play for free. The common cards are not NFTs. Right. You can't trade them. You can't sell them. Basically, it allows you the entry to the platform. Now, up until about six months ago, 
win anything using commons. Um, because of the number of people that are playing commons now uh, during the European season, which is about 109,000 people, they decided to, you know, give them an incentive to stay on the platform and to now have a prize pool of limited cards uh, for the top 100 finishers. Which are NFTs. And which are NFTs. And so limiteds, rares, super rares, and uniques, those are NFTs and those are on the blockchain. Common cards are not on the blockchain and you can do anything you want with your NFTs. You can trade, you can sell, um, and you have full ownership. You don't have full ownership of a common card. So you do have NFTs and you do have what they call digital cards and the digital cards are common. I just love the fact that they have the two sides, right? That they have the free side, which is basically mm -hmm. just a, a fantasy game. And then they have the NFT side, which is also the collectible side of it. But, but it's the exact same thing. I'm perfectly happy with the side we're on now. I, yeah. Great. And the, and the reason that's fantastic is because somebody who's new to this, it's not as scary to get involved. Like you can go on to SoRare, you can set up your account. You don't even attach any kind of payment. <laughs> like you don't even have to add a credit card, nothing. And you can play for free and actually win stuff. And you have a shot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a shot and you didn't need like, the, all they needed was your email and like, you know, your, whatever name you want to go by. And that's exactly, it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not asking you right. to take a picture of your, you know, your passport and everything else and send it into them. Right. So the, the onboarding experience was phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's not a polygon setup where you need to get everything. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it was phenomenal. Now, now Terry, how many people jumped into so rare NBA week one? 80,000. Okay. Oh boy. That's, oh. that's amazing. Okay. That's amazing. That's, now I'm going to tell you what I think happened. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence that we had a massive offboarding from NFL all day about a week ago. Really? Okay. Why? If you follow back, I, I, I actually did an article, uh, did a video on this on the pro sports podcasters, YouTube channel a while back about how Dapper labs is actually in competition with itself because it had so many platforms that were sports related and people like more than one sport. And now they had to choose where their money is going to go. Right. Okay. okay. NBA top shot screwed up big and everyone knows. And as a result of that, quite a few of those initial investors sold out and moved their wallet to NFL all day. Yes. Were they NFL fans? Maybe not all of them. Okay. Probably a mm -hmm. lot of them weren't. I, no. I'm pretty sure a lot of them weren't, but they looked at it like, well, here's the next thing. It's a big market. NFL is a huge market. Oh, uh, yeah. Might as well take my dapper and move it there. Yeah. Right? You're right on. You're spot on, Kobe. That's exactly what happened. So the initial costs, the initial prices on NFL moments was pretty high to begin with in some cases. And that's because people had fat dapper wallets. They were ready to spend and invest in mm -hmm. something new. Then you fast forward nine months, <laughs> 10 months. <laughs> And they find out that, hey, there's a new NBA platform coming by this company, so rare. And NFL Days experienced a dip. You know what I'll do? I'll just sell out whatever everything I've got. I'll sell off this platform. I'll take the money and I'll redistribute it back into NBA where it was in the first place. 
Mm, and as a result of that, you have this massive onboarding of, of accounts, people who are diving right in and spending significant money to build their rosters immediately because it's like mm-hmm. a race to be competitive when no one knows what competitive it even is yet. But those are the kind exactly. of people that left the NFL all day platform. It's exactly those people. And I think that's what happened here. But okay. Cole, it makes sense. What you're saying though, they were talking about like the chatter in the, uh, in the communities, you're right to the Dapper labs in competition with yourself. Very spot on with that. But the chatter was, they were saying this. They said, watch when October comes. Watch what happens to NFL all day. Like the buzz was there. They knew about this a month ago. They knew this was coming. They said, uh, watch yeah, October. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They were talking about it. I didn't pick up on it until later. I'm like, what are they talking about? And it dawned on me, oh, they knew they were leaving. They knew they were getting out of There was just something to occupy them till the, until the NBA season came back. Yeah. And they sold out. And some of them went back to Top Shot, and this new platform, So Ray, just hit. And some of them, they absorbed some of that too. So, yeah. And, and this is why I think this could be a very, a very difficult thing for NBA Top Shot. Because if you've mm. got guys who are big in NBA Top Shot who left, who probably still are in contact with all the other guys that they were, you know, they made friends on the platform oh, yeah. who are still like oh, yeah. someone like Terry who's still on it, right? Mm-hmm. And then so rare NBA launches, they moved their, they move all their money to this. They start having some, some success with this. Then mm-hmm. they're going to be in someone like Terry's ear going, Hey man, you should probably sell out of your top shot and move it here because this is so much right. better and we're making money. Right. So right, I, right. I expect to see the next exodus from top shot soon. Okay. This exodus were the guys who have very little patience, right? These were the guys who had very little patience. They got out of Top Shot as quickly as they could when they saw things go bad. They got in mm-hmm. an NFL all day as quickly as they could and bought up whatever they, they could buy up with whatever wallet they had. And then as soon as mm-hmm. there was a dip there and they know that so rare NBA is coming around the corner, figure, okay, it's time to sell out, take whatever profits I can and move it to the new platform. And it's NBA and it's what they wanted in the first place. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I want to see what you do, Terry. See, I want to see what you do in the future because you're on both, right? You're yeah. invested in both. So it'd be very interesting to right, see how you right. see it. Yeah. At some point, Terry, you're going to come to the decision where you're going to decide where, where you're going with this. And that's what Cove's pretty much. Yeah, where's thinking. your money going, right? Now, yeah. I right, can right. I can see someone, I can see people on NBA Top Shot say to themselves, you know what? Like like someone like myself would be like, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Raptors. I, I have pretty much all of them. Maybe if I sell everything else I've got, I'll keep my Raptors and maybe I'll use some of the money to buy like a, like a kick-ass Vince Carter or something from, you know, like mm-hmm. one of the historical Vince Carters or something like that. And then the rest mm-hmm. of it, I'll just take the rest of my wallet, I'll pull it out of Dapper and I'll put it in So Rare and I'll play So Rare NBA. I could see things mm-hmm. like that happening. Right. You know what we forgot to mention in all this, guys? And I just it dawned on me again is that if you're an NFT flipper, then Soray is not an option for you because there's nothing there. No, for it's you. not. There's nothing there for you. That's right, because you can't because you can't luck into a Lego. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you literally you have to what? buy it. Right, you I have to buy so it, and, you, and you don't get extra moments. For no, you don't get extra. Packs I was thinking about this. Like they full, they they proofed this. They knew it. They proofed it for that. Yeah, no, that's that's true. So the the values will always be real right they saw what happened to top shot everybody did so they proved it they prepared for this they don't want that to happen 
A lot of a yeah. lot of work went into Surrey because you can tell by the platform itself. Just I signed up today. Yeah. I'm yeah. 20 moments deep into it already. You know what? I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about the guys that literally lottery packs, right? Like, there's no such thing here. There's no such yeah. thing here. No. Uh-uh. Or packs, period. So you don't get any extra moments. So really, it makes for the utility and the, the, the health of the marketplace what I find. And that's what attracted me because I left basically well, when- That's what I was talking about. When NBA Top Shot last February or last March, right before the All-Star Game, and they started in the month of March, actually it started in February for a 30-day period, it was 800,000 moments a week. 3.2 million moments on the market and that pretty much was the tipping point because it it basically the floor was starting to come up around after the holidays yeah. but when they launched 3.2 million moments in a month people couldn't keep up and they got discouraged and sold out and basically that just took a trend that so that uh, Top Shot has never recovered from. So you asked me my plan. Basically, my plan is to wait for my uh, gallery to be getting more closer to the its value. Right now, yeah. it's so low that if I sold, I'd be losing money, and I don't really need the money to, for other platforms. So I'm going to hold on to. Top shot until I think it's time to where I can say, okay, I've probably close enough to making my money back or some sort of profit on my rares and nicer pieces, and then probably move it out at that particular point. Okay, no, that's fair, man. That's fair. Like if you got the you got the ability to do it, if you don't absolutely need the wallet that's there, then by all means, I would I'd be waiting it out too, one hundred percent. My hats off to you, Terry. My hats are off to you, brother. I don't know how you lasted this long with 250 moments. But hats off to you. All right. So let, let us know. Let us know if you're getting involved in SoRare NBA or any of the other SoRare platforms. It's very interesting. It's it's very unique. It's not like the other Dapper Labs products. Completely different. But there might be something there for you. For me, I think it's I'm going to be doing the SoRare NBA. I'm going to play the soccer for fun. And I'm going to stick with NFL all day because I'm just a huge NFL fan. And I, I actually love what's going on there. They've been doing a good job of that. And I love what Own the Moment's doing with the Rumble. I'm in the money again this week, so I can't complain. Congratulations. Yeah. Right. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. And it's not official yet, but it looks like we know who's going to win the Jolly Joker from the Rumble contest mm -hmm. this week. But when it's official, I'll put a video out and let everybody know. And hopefully I can get him on the show. I checked earlier before we we got on this uh, the podcast. Yeah, I did see somebody in in our group in fifteenth place. That's that's who I think is going to win it. That's who I think is going to win wow. it too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. That's amazing. That's amazing. Fifteenth is. is is not easy out of like five thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> right. no, sure is. Like 7, <laughs> no, sure is. Yeah, yeah. That's but you amazing. know what I did notice though, a good handful of people in the PSP group are in. Are in it. Yeah, yeah, man. It focused us all. Like winning that, Just, that extra right. incentive focused everybody. It focused right, us. Right. Wow, it did. It really did. I, I counted. I went down the list. I was like, he's in PSP. He's in PSP. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is awesome to yeah, watch man. our guys all, you know, be in it. It's it's cool. You know, and that's it's the, part of it's the, the ability to share the info. Yeah, the discord and the ability to share the information uh, really makes a difference um, in terms of, uh, 
you know, the interaction and the strategy and the openness. So, Kobe, you did an outstanding job of putting this discord together. Hats off to you. Thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate you guys on it, too, man. Just to throw it out there, I am 520th right now. I'm outside the money only because more they pulled Andrews and the like second play of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. All right. So, yeah, let us know. Let us know if this is your thing. Uh, I'll leave a link to the Discord in the description. So if you want to join the Discord, we talk all sports. We talk them all. We talk a lot of NFL day right now. That's going to change. There's going to be a lot more on it because it's been growing every day. So looking forward to it. Terry, thanks for coming on. First time, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And Kenny, as always, man, it was a blast. Uh, thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.